0: Welcome to a special bonus Locked On Lakers for Saturday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky, the Lakers lose in Philadelphia in a game they didn't deserve to win, but then should have won and then lost in decisive fashion in overtime. What happened, Andy? That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both back in the lineup for Phil in the game in Philadelphia on Friday. Um and for a long time it looked like it wasn't going to matter and then all of a sudden it looked like it did matter and then it didn't matter again. The Lakers lose 133 to 122 in overtime in Philadelphia. Andy, it was a game that frankly they did not did not deserve to win in regulation. Uh and it was a game that did not uh, that 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 Philadelphia really wanted to give them, though, and the Lakers just wouldn't accept the gift. and ultimately, this turns into one of the more frustrating games, at least from my perspective, that I've watched all year,
1: yeah, Austin Reeves said after the game, and and Austin actually had a very good game, Great um, game.
0: Yeah,
1: um he said you know, he he was upset at himself because he missed a pretty critical free throw down the stretch of the game, but it was among the few mistakes he made in this game. But he said afterwards, honestly, we should have won this game. And I was thinking to myself, I'm not even sure that he's right, but he's right. (laughs) Like they actually should have won this game, even if you don't think they should have won this game. Like Philadelphia late in the fourth quarter, um, like in the last couple minutes, really beginning with Doc Rivers calling a pretty – inexplicable timeout seemingly to advance the ball unnecessarily. Like it was
0: the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Odd. And they seem to kind of unravel at that point. And the, what I found interesting about that because then it led to the Lakers absolutely becoming a train wreck, like just a train wreck of offensive constipation in overtime. They, they, they could not, other than a... But is a by Beverly, the way, can
0: I just stop you there? You you sort of put together like eight different thoughts and images and metaphors and all that kind of stuff in terms of train wrecks and constipation and all that, and yet oddly it worked. Um, it, it did seem to describe what happened to the Lakers, a train wreck of constipation. No, a train uh, wreck I'm not of entirely offensive. sure what that means, but it was what the Lakers were in overtime.
1: You're right. A train wreck of offensive constipation. Just want to make sure it's very clear, really, where things fell apart. But what I thought was interesting about that is just in terms of a game that felt both bizarre and disjointed, the tone for that from the Lakers' perspective and maybe for the entire game, because I'm sure it changed Philly's script in some way, was Anthony Davis getting into very early, very extreme foul trouble. Yeah, three fouls within
0: the first seven and a half minutes of the game.
1: Right, and he picked up the first two, probably in the first three or four minutes, and Darvin Ham opted to roll the dice and keep AD in something that I found strange. I heard Michael Thompson during the radio broadcast because I was – At one point in my car comment that he thought it was strange. And then later during the TV broadcast, I heard Stu Lance allude to the idea that that was a bit of a strange dice roll. But it it led to AD being in this place throughout a lot of this game that despite having an absolutely bananas fourth quarter where he dominated the whole damn thing, he was often out of sorts. And wasn't quite sure when he could couldn't play, play aggressively.
0: He, he couldn't play defense, and that to me was the biggest thing. And this is why I, I didn't, I didn't like. And there are times when coaches overdo the up oh, two fouls, got to take him out, whatever. Like, but I don't think this was one of those times because you're looking at, you know, he's not guarding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pick pick a center in the league who doesn't score a lot. You know, wh- whoever it might be, it's guarding Joel Embiid, and so. If you can't, you know, it, it limits his ability to be aggressive offensively, it limits his ability to play uh defensively. So you're really not getting any of the benefit of having him out there. Um, and what it what we saw was the Lakers didn't play any real sort of defense. And I, I thought they were defensively disjointed when he was out on the floor in foul trouble, in part because when Anthony Davis plays, we play a certain way defensively. But if AD can't play that way, yeah, it, everybody else is sort of thrown off too. So it would have made much more sense just to take him off the floor and put him back on the floor at a time that he could be more aggressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I understand Darvin not wanting to take him out of a game that early and feel like you're falling behind. But if you're going to be falling behind, probably in either scenario, especially if he picks up that third foul quickly, I would rather AD, whenever he comes back on the court, be in a position of trying to chip away at that deficit aggressively yes. as opposed to having the yes. same deficit, but you can't really play like Anthony Davis.
0: Right. It wasn't until the fourth quarter when he still was sitting on four fouls that AD could get aggressive because he, you know, he wasn't behind that eight ball anymore. Um, and you know, look, I mean, you talked about Reeves missing a free throw. Um Austin Reeves was fouled i mean philadelphia good god i mean the lakers didn't deserve to win this game um as you said um uh, and they certainly didn't deserve to win it in regulation they they like the basketball karma of it all would say that after what how they played throughout the game turning the ball over way too much uh ad and foul trouble all of these lebron had a really bad fourth quarter i think for the yes he part. did um you know but the, all that was outweighed by uh, Philadelphia really didn't deserve to win that game. Like They were so irresponsible down the stretch. Bad coaching, bad play, bad everything that the Lakers had this opportunity to steal it. You referenced Austin Reeves missing a free throw. He was fouled with a chance to um, to tie the game, I believe it was, and missed the third free throw. Um, left the Lakers down by one. Philadelphia couldn't get the ball inbounded. Anthony Davis fouled again. Uh, now to give the Lakers an opportunity to go ahead, he missed the second free throw, and that's what allowed Philly to push the game into overtime, where the Lakers, uh, as you say, were offensively constipated. Um, I just, it is, I, I, overall, like I know the it was it was a little annoying to me tonight. Like you can tell me what you think. Like most of the post game questioning was sort of centered around like. The comeback, like staying together as a team and all this other stuff and what you can get out of it. And a couple guys kind of pushed back against it. Reeves was like, Yeah, we don't like to lose and we don't want to. I I already know, Andy, that this team pushes back and doesn't quit and stays together and all that stuff. They've shown that plenty of times. This is not last year's team. It's right. been win established the freaking by game. Now. you didn't deserve to win it. Philadelphia put it on a platter for you. A game that you didn't deserve to steal as the fifth game in a six game road trip where you didn't play all that well and your star was in foul trouble and all of these things and you 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 punted it. I don't I don't think they were particularly entertained by the the idea of moral victories, but I, I the, the the line of questioning bothered well, me I mean, more look, about to... it this year. I mean, to peel in this game, I'm not trying to pick on the media there, but no, no, was no. Like... But
1: I'm just d- to offer context really where that came from was Darvin ham who spoke before. I think every player Correct. Um, said that he wasn't going to lose sleep tonight. He'd be able to have a dinner after the game, you know, in relative peace because he knew that the team really competed and you, there, there were periods where as much as like, for example, the lane, became very vulnerable once Anthony Davis was in foul trouble for a lot of this game. There were periods where the Lakers and in particular, I think it's worth pointing out Russell Westbrook because he was the guy that noticed the most did a terrific job looking to front Joel Embiid, looking to make it difficult for him to get the ball. Like I, I actually thought under the circumstances they did as re- realistically respectable a job as, as they could have done trying to offset A.D. not being there or A.D. having to play right, that Tom, way.
0: The, the, when they tried to go big, for example, with Thomas Bryant, Embiid just destroyed him. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Bryant, you know, not a lot of people can like genuinely guard Joel Embiid. Um, but however long you think that list is, it does not include Thomas Bryant. And, and you know, Embiid just destroyed him. And yeah, so and like the Lakers needed to try, but my, my only point is there, maybe I'm, maybe my criticism, I guess then is, is well. Just, the
1: point being though, Darvin, just to complete this thought, Darvin said this and you know, you and I have worked in media for years. We've written post-game stories. We know how this stuff works. You, the reporters who hear that end up asking other players correct, to comment off Darvin's comment, because that can create. A an angle for a story or part sure. of the story, that sort of thing. Um, I like, agree. So, so, I agree my, with you in terms of relevancy. I'm just under, I understand why the question kept getting.
0: I know, but again, I'm not, so. I'm saying, I, my criticism then, I guess, is with Darwin. And I, I said it before, I wasn't trying to pick on the lo, on, on the on the t- media covering the team. So, my criticism is with Darwin. I am. I already know that this team can win. Or I mean, this team can can play hard and isn't gonna quit and stays together. And uh, I don't need I don't need to hear that. And I I don't I feel like this team is past that. We're at a we're at a place now if this if they if they're going to be a legit squad um going forward, then it isn't about after a game like this, man, we played hard and that's the baseline, that's a given that they should be playing hard, call them out when they don't, but that they do great. That's a given call them out for not winning the freaking game. You know what guys, we blew this opportunity to win this game. And you know, this kind of stuff doesn't come around enough and we need to be better. Um, And uh, I just found this game, I found this game extremely frustrating and that was part of it. This um, I guess what you're saying, you know, you're correct. Darvin's framing of it that that bugged me a little bit
1: no I I get it and look I mean it was a frustrating game it was a wildly entertaining on cocaine game I mean like the game was absolutely crazy and I'll say this I was not bored for a single second of it it um it was it, great yeah it was great um, fun you know but seeing the Lakers incapable of truly capitalizing on Philadelphia just gifting them opportunities and then and you know this was in spite of like we talked about LeBron having not a great game overall but a miserable fourth quarter he, he was five points on one of three shooting missed two of uh, five three-throw attempts Three turnovers against one assist. There it was, was the a three turnovers that were really bad. Well, there was also two. I mean, uh D'Anthony Melton, who had like a career game, he had uh seven threes and seven steals, which I believe they said during the broadcast has never happened in NBA history. Shout out to the former USC Trojan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Showing off my Trojan t-shirt. But there was a, a big three that he hit in the fourth that I, I rewound a couple times. I'm pretty sure that was also LeBron because two or three guys got sucked in down low with Embiid and LeBron was one of them, but I didn't think was fully committed to stopping or doing something with Embiid. And then, you know, Melton, by this point, it had been established dudes on fire. You just, you have to stay with him. But then once they got into overtime, you had Russell Westbrook, zero of five, uh, few of them missed layups. LeBron missed uh he was over two I guess, I believe both layups. Like the the team just became incapable
0: they, they had one of bucket scoring. In it. Yeah. One bucket, it was a, and it was a conceded right. basket to Pat Beverly with
1: like right. 20 and, seconds left. And speaking of Patrick Beverly and and Darvin Ham if he wants to be critical of things, I hope he is critical of his decision to keep Patrick Beverly in during overtime that long because they they needed scoring. Like they needed to put Lonnie Walker back into the game, I think, um, and and I get that Patrick Beverly was part of the comeback in the fourth quarter, and he had moments in there and and he contributed, and that and that's fine. But and and often, I mean, you and I were talking about this uh, texting during the game. Coaches often, you know, go with uh, you know go with the group that brought him there, but at some point, I think Darvin needed to recognize. Offense is more of a problem right now than defense. We need we need another scorer in there, and I just I was surprised and uh, frankly kind of flabbergasted that he didn't sub out Beverly.
0: It was thirty eight minutes is too much for Pep. Generally speaking, that's not well, particularly those last five. (laughs) But I, 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 I look. It's it was my my you know, we sort of let people behind the curtain a little bit. It's like you sort of spend the game. Uh, maybe it's just sort of the old, you know, sports writer stuff that, you know, mindset that would, that we have from covering a team for so long and writing things, post game and doing post game radio and all these other, you sort of spend the game thinking about how you're going to frame your, your thoughts. And I, I, I might, they kept changing. <laughs> <Like> I was, <laughs> yeah, at the beginning I was like, you know, because like, I remember before this game, I said, um, you know, you know if, if AD can't be healthy and, you know, LeBron may not be healthy, like maybe you punt this game and you just focus everything on Detroit. And you go from there. And it seemed like the Lakers were going to punt Friday's game, except Davis and LeBron were both playing, which sort of wasn't what I meant. And so maybe I needed to be more clear. Then, you know, Austin Reeves leads this phenomenal second quarter comeback. They go to the half down only by two. They are actually winning. And then they fall behind again. And you're like, oh, Jesus. You know, and then they they were gifted a game. And And they look, to be fair, they played their asses off in the fourth, like in terms of effort. They didn't quit. Like, to their credit, they didn't quit when they were down, like, I think it was, they were down nine. with They were down
1: 18 at one point in the fourth.
0: They were down 18, but I think they were down nine with under a minute left. Like, Mm -hmm. they could have packed it in. I get that. Yeah. But in the same way, good teams kind of make their record against bad teams. It's always what I say, but they've only beaten bad teams. That's right. That's what good teams do. Yeah. And if we're supposed to think of this team as a good team, the other thing that good teams do is when they are given a gift, they accept it. And you steal games that you have no business winning. And Philadelphia was comically bad in the last two minutes of this game. And the Lakers kept playing. Great, you should, you're supposed to, but they were given gift wrapped a game that they weren't supposed to win and they gave it away. And yes, they just (laughs) burned it. And I find that more annoying in some ways than if they just lost by 17. Uh, But anyway, it puts a, as we wrap up here, tremendous pressure on Sunday's game against Detroit. We like to throw out the must win. Uh folks, they're back to ten and fifteen. You drop a game in Detroit on Sunday, you're six games under five hundred, which is only two games different than when everybody got all excited before the big, you know, winning stretch that they had. Um, you have to win Sunday's game yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, just one last note.
1: Uh, I mean, it's interesting if they end up three and three. You would think, without knowing any of the context, that everything went basically the way you thought it would for the road trip, and yeah, pretty good. But then, like, there's no, there's well, there's just there's weird stuff. There's stuff that was totally outside their control. But either way, a lot happened uh, heading into Detroit. Last point I just wanted to make: like this game was just really illustrated. This game really illustrated just how much this team is dependent on AD. Anthony Davis, Like, his fourth quarter, holy bleep, 21 points, 11 of 12 at the line in the fourth quarter, five boards. The the Lakers scored 37 fourth-quarter points. He had almost two-thirds of them.
0: Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it just shows, like, we were – one of my talking points that I was going to be is, like, you know, now we know what happens when Anthony Davis – doesn't play well for whatever the context like you know foul mm-hmm. trouble happens it happens to everyone but like if anthony davis isn't dominant what does this team look like well we found out for three quarters he wasn't dominant and what did they look like um and then he was dominant again and what happened so yeah it's really important he's awesome all the time yep um all right lockdown lakers on youtube is where you can go find the show um throughout the week and all of that good stuff before we go do want to let you know um, you're getting near the holidays um everybody's out you're having fun you're 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 at holiday parties we're back to doing that going to people's houses maybe it's a work function whatever it is you're hanging out with friends you're putting back a couple drinks it's not uncommon for a few to become a few too many and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out You think of calling for a ride, but maybe you don't. Maybe you think you live nearby. Maybe you don't want to spend the money on an Uber, whatever it might be. You think you can make it home okay. You think it won't be a big deal. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Maybe your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It just keeps going. These are all the risks of driving drunk, and the results are tragic. They are often deadly. Uh, that doesn't always stop people from getting behind the wheel under the influence though, and that's why police officers are out there right now in full force looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you've had uh, think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over.
1: And Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Laker fans, if you've not signed up yet for Prize Picks, you're missing out because this is Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. They offer superstar players as well as bench players. You just pick two to five players and predict whether or not they will. Notch more or less than their Prize pick stats projection. And Prize Picks offers projections on every sport from the NFL to women's college basketball to disc golf. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe, fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePix.com. sign up, play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. Again, do not forget to enter. The promo code locked on at the sign up for the instant match. If you're not playing prize picks, you
0: honestly don't know what you're missing. All right. Lakers versus Detroit on Sunday to wrap up the road trip. Got to win this one. We'll see what happens and see everybody Monday.